Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. What's something from your search history? It's revealing about who you are. Yeah, I'm going to pass on this segment. No, could you imagine? <laughs> like, no. I mean, nah. Oh, no. Nah, fam. Um, in my search history, this is very insider, um, Ivan Kurzlavik, Australia's Got Talent. Okay. I like the way this That's is going. That's insider for whom? Uh, if you watch Australian. <laughs> for the, Australian. If you watch Bachelor in Paradise Australia. Oh, okay. Got it. Or The Bachelorette Australia. Um, so there's this guy who was on, the sh- who was on Bachelor Australia first. Uh, and then he went to BIP Bachelor in Paradise for me, you know. Yeah. You now know, you know. put your answers in the doc. Are you misspelling his name? No. That's his name? That's just a, that's another level. So of, many consonants in a row. So this K-R-S-L? guy, he's L? about 6'7". Are you doing seven. old comedy from the 40s? <laughs> <laughs> is that, yeah. Yeah, that's, Was that a real name? <laughs> wow. Try some culture, Jack. But um, right. he, he's K-R-S about... love. He's, okay. at si- he's about 6'7". Oh, and he wow. considers himself the Channing Tatum of Australia. Okay. In the sense that he's like like a Magic Mike style dancer. Mm. He's a six seven stripper. He, well, he's not a stripper. He's just more like a, like his dream is to be like a step up dancer. What's this? What do you mean? Like step up the movie? Oh, like Got step it. up to like the Channing streets? Tatum. Yeah. Or like step up he to wants the to streets. Like, What's the he emphasis? He wants to just be like a fucking like pop and lock and da- well, he is one. But he's the corniest one I've ever seen in my oh, life. No. And he uses it. He'll be like, oh. for one, in The Bachelorette, he'd be like, girl, I, I actually did a, I did a routine for you. If you could just like sit there, I'll, I'll dance for you. And most of the time he's <laughs> dancing to no music. And, oh, wow. And it's insane. And then like in Bachelor in Paradise, he's like so frustrated with like this situation with this girl and this guy. Like he's like in like a this guy's like, I want to ask out your girl. And he's like, oh, you're my friend, man. And then he goes, he's like, just. I need a minute. I just need to go like dance this off. No. And he goes and he's like got headphones on and he's like dancing by himself oh, in yeah. front of like a sunset. It's the it's, it's beautiful the most now. insane thing I've ever seen. No, of, it's like, beautiful. He, and he truly believes he's the most suave, like badass dancer. Like he's like told the girl, like, I need about five years, right? In five years, I'm going to, or not even like five years. I think at that time, it was like a few years ago. He's like, Give me a few years. I will be Channing Tatum. First, you have to go to Atlanta because all the dancers go to Atlanta. And oh, then wow. I will have made it. Is that where Channing Give me Tatum? five years. I don't know. I don't know where the yeah. dancing. I and guess. I will be making $23,000 a year busking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And um, yeah, apparently he went on Australia's Got Talent and the clip. It's wild. He, he has just, no talent. I mean, he's got talent, but he's a six, seven dancer so he just looks gangly like yeah, yeah like yeah. he just looks like he's too like he knows big. how to do the moves he just can't put he like puts them together in a weird way he, well i'll show you guys the video it's okay. just very yeah. um it it kills me and if, if you like guys he's not watch motivated by the music to like the australians not... no he's definitely motivated you'll see i'll show okay, you okay okay i'll put in the footnotes so you guys can footnotes. really watch this it's kind of amazing like because speaking of foot foot loose Kevin Bacon's character at one point, at one point, thank you. Uh, at one point, he like goes into a warehouse and like because he's mad and like just dances, dances it right, off. Right, right, yeah. And I never thought that like I this is the first I've ever but heard of that actually happening. Right, but he probably saw it and he's like, that's how, that's what yeah. you're supposed to do when you're a dancer. You gotta just get off some steam. Off. That's a movie. Yeah, <laughs> and he. Yeah. Also, Kevin Bacon is dancing most of the time to no music because the music is in his car. One of the clearest pieces of evidence, something that I look at every every now and then. I I think I've talked about the fact that I am on the Breitbart News uh, mailing list mm-hmm. just to kind of keep an eye on on what they're up to. Uh, and a lot, a lot of the emails are just scam emails. Just. Here's one I got the other day. A special message from Bill O'Reilly. Oh, great. Picture of Bill O'Reilly with a silver coin, like a giant silver coin behind him. Uh, And it says, Dear fellow Americans, some experts say a recession could be on the way. With all the turbulence in the world, it's important to consider putting a portion of what you have earned into an asset that is historically safe, gold and silver. 
so these are like these old person like financial scam like they're just looting the elderly essentially because um, that's who's who watches them I just found a website called Bill O'Reilly's Precious Metals, and it yeah. sounds like he has a whole career in getting you to invest in gold. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it also or, sounds. Or like you want a Bitcoin by IRA? <laughs> oh, really? Hell yeah, Bill! Also sounds like it was written by like a an angry ex-wife. Bill what? O'Reilly's Precious, precious Metals. metals. Uh, <laughs> so precious, he forgets his anniversary. Right. There's also an article in the New Republic recently about uh, nutraceuticals, and it asks the question why this scam work (laughs) right why why are they so good at making you have amazing brain power that lasts all day i know why why are all the top sellers of nutraceuticals right-wing media i didn't realize joe rogan is a nutraceutical guy that makes sense yeah yeah i just didn't think he was that far gone oh yeah i don't think he was that i think it's well because like i think inherently right like a lot of conservatives already have this feeling of like waning power so like anything that's like hey man fucking let's go back to caveman fucking times right our fucking bodies were robust and powerful well but they were talking about the fact that like some of some of the images on the nutraceutical like marketing material are actually like a an exact match of like a drawing from Marxist material about what capitalism was going to do to us. Like it has like gears and stuff. And like, it's basically a human turning into a machine. Like an automaton, right? Yeah. An automaton, like just how, you know, you're going to lose your humanity. And these nutraceutical, like, marketing materials are people doing that and they're like you're gonna be so sick you're gonna be a fucking machine (laughs) bro a Um, fucking capitalist machine man yeah i mean that's they want us to lose our humanity no so marx was warning that that will happen if we go further down the road of capitalism and then it's happening and it's happening they're they're bragging about it with the nutraceuticals and uh it's basically one of one of the theories put forward by the article is that you know, the reason it's a right wing thing is because it's all about making you a better capitalist, like money cop. maker. Yeah, money making machine. And, you know, when you think about it, it's a pretty bleak ethos. Like the yeah. America, American right wingers are basically like, it's a meritocracy. And if you're not making money, that's on you, bro. Right, right, and right. Like, What's wrong with you? Yeah, you got to make yourself a better earner for your family or you're a fucking loser. And so, like, oh, man. one of the people in the article said, like, the left wing is a little bit more skeptical about the relationship between labor and employer. Right. And so it, they wouldn't take as kindly to a product that is all about, like, making you better employee. Right, right, right. You know? That's why we're like, let's smoke weed and be fucked up at work. Right. Yeah, well, exactly. I guess, like, he wrote in here, but the left on the left wing, the people who sell this bullshit, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, there's only one, and it's Gwyneth Paltrow. And- well, I guess it's all different versions, right? Because I guess the other, like, the holistic, you know, pseudoscience stuff is, the, like, the left's version of nutraceuticals, but it's, like, for a much more, like, you know, it feels more fantastic and whimsical. Uh, you want to know what Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, nutraceutical is called? What? Nerd Alert. No, it isn't. Yes. Because it's like, oh, you want to use your brain, nerd? Well, this will make you more alert, dork. I like the rights version is fucking caveman power. Like, right. I think that was one of the Alex Jones one, like right. caveman brain force or something. Yeah. And then <laughs> left is fucking nerd alert. Nerd alert. Squirrel alert. dork. You want to do you want to do good at work, you nerd? Uh, anyways, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> uh, let's talk about insurance companies, guys. This is they get a bad rap. Yeah, let, let's let's leave them alone. State Farm, Farmers, Erie, uh, which is apparently a car insurer. So there's an article in BuzzFeed. Uh, it's actually BuzzFeed News. It's an investigative report where. It, it looks into this practice. It feels a little bit like the relationship between doctors and pharmaceutical companies. It's the relationship between local police forces and insurance companies. Uh, basically, you know, insurance companies are these huge multi-billion dollar companies. So in America, they're going to have a shitload of power. And in the early 90s, they made a couple changes. So they realized that they were losing money to 
fraud claims. Or a study came out that said one in 10 insurance claims was fraud. Experts think that is a wild over-exaggeration, but uh, they still, like, that was... What do they think it's closer to? They didn't give... They're just, like, Oh, but, like, 10% is ridiculous. 10%, they say, is probably not true. Which is funny, because 100% of these companies are a scam. Right. Um, It's an internal study for the insurance industry. Right, to be like, this is a problem. Yeah. So... To address that problem, and it's succeeded, it's made them like way more profitable, uh, they did two things. They uh, pushed this legislation where people aren't able to sue insurance companies who accuse them of fraud. So basically, they can accuse people of fraud mm-hmm. and you know, basically bankrupt people. Like a lot, a lot oh. of people end up like homeless or, mm. uh, you know, just it, you know, out, death out on by their court ass. Fees, basically. Yeah, death by court fees. You know, if you're a contractor, then like being accused of insurance fraud, which is one of the stories they tell, like the person lost his job and like lost all this work. Uh, he had like 50 employees and he had to fire most of them. But because he was wrongly accused of fraud? Because he was wrongly accused of fraud. Because what was the claim that he had? And they're like, no, nah, that's fraud. The way he worked was people would come to him to fix stuff. And the reason he was really popular is because he would deal with the insurance companies. Basically go and adjudicate the situation with the insurance companies. And he had a relationship with them. So, you know, he figured he could do it more effectively than like letting the people themselves deal with the insurance companies. But because he was, you know, getting paid out on so many insurance claims, uh, the insurance companies were like, the, this is not good. This is a money loser for us. So let's wow. fucking so take let's this guy down. Him. Yeah. And so they wrongly accuse him of fraud. And then they wrongly accuse him of fraud. And they, in some cases, the insurance companies are providing the evidence to the police officers. And like it's a report on like arson or something. They'll uh-huh. be like, yeah, this, there's traces of gasoline and fire accelerants in this uh, fire. Like you need to like accuse this guy. He, he started the and fire. And charge himself. them of fraud or something. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hashtag but, Medicare for all. But they're, but these like the the evidence that they're providing them is coming from their own like from uh, their own their biased own investigation. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's not from a fucking even a law enforcement investigation. Like, hey, we say there's proof of this. Right. So the other thing the insurance companies are doing is they're subsidizing local law enforcement. Uh, they're giving them money to hire investigators for insurance fraud because right. it used to be a thing that like law enforcement just didn't have the bandwidth for. So like when an insurance fraud claim came in, they were like, well, we don't really have the time or energy. So the insurance industry started investing in these investigators and like providing law enforcement with them. And it became this like cozy, like pay for play. Like we give your police department like a bunch of money and allow you to hire these investigators and in return like you use our data you to charge these people you help us charge these people with fraud and it's just it's really like they don't have a lot of stats but it seems like there's a lot of false positives an expert on the situation said it's kind of the equivalent of tuna nets catching dolphins it's like yeah you're gonna catch some fraudulent claims but you're also catching a lot of real people and you're like destroying honest people who spent money and like to trust your company. Yeah. To be insured. And then just because they're like, Oh, we're losing money. We're going to accuse you of fraud. And are they just like celebrating? Yeah. Yeah. So people are then losing their job because they're arrested. Like this one one woman, like she wasn't even a contractor. It had nothing to do with her job. She worked at Walmart, but a house she was renting burned down. They, arrested her for like arson for arson uh she was facing 20 years in prison and then she just like desperately wrote all these letters to any lawyer who would take her case pro bono was like i'm like out of options i'm I'm gonna go to jail if you don't help me this lawyer just out of the kindness of his heart took her case and found that they were using like i said earlier they were using a study by the insurance company that just was provided to them and it was bullshit. It was like right. based on faulty science. Yeah. And her case was thrown out, but she's still homeless from all the, you know, losing her job. So, but they shit. still didn't pay out? Uh, I don't think they did. No. Yeah. So they didn't pay out and she's right. destitute and has nothing. 
Yeah, there's one instance. So this guy who was clearing all the claims because he was a big contractor in, I think, the Indiana area, the thing that like ultimately like caused them to really get pissed at him was this big hailstorm that had like just damaged all these people's homes and cars. And he, you know, was doing a lot of repairing and getting paid by the insurance companies. And like State Farm had an investigator like go after him on all these different fraud claims. And when they got him arrested, the guy, the State Farm guy sent around a drawing of a stick figure getting raped in prison and was like hot, like celebrating the fact that he got this guy arrested. Uh, it turned out to be falsely accused. Uh, he was facing like a lot of jail time because of this work. And that guy who sent around that uh, drawing like won an award for being the best like insurance fraud investigator Jesus. in the country. So it's like this is happening and that's like them thinking that the system is working. I wonder if they're like the evidence they gave was like, yeah, look, officer, I don't even know what hail is. I'm here to debate if like right. what is hail? Like, yeah, there are these dents. I don't see where it came from. Yeah. But I, I mean it's, it's fraud. It's just how American capitalism works. Yeah. And like the way that this story came about, this is one of those uh, investigative reports where they were like, if you have a story, just like email it to us. And right, so right, they right. just enough people had emailed them to for them to be like, okay, it seems like there might be a thing here because otherwise, like, you just don't find out about this. Right, stuff. right, right. It's just like a consumer advocacy story, but consumers get fucked by multi billion dollar companies. Like, they don't, they, yeah. it's just such a mismatch in America because, you know, for the same reason that we're allowed to drink Mountain Dew uh, and, you know, the European Union is not because the Pepsi Corporation has a shitload of money and they're, they're like, let us poison people. Yeah, let um, us poison people because it this thing is delicious. And did any of these <laughs> insurance companies like comment back about this? Like, did they? Yeah, they just deny it. They just deny it. Yeah. So, is there any way, like, how do the what? How does the pendulum swing the other way? F- so the insurance companies are accountable or this is one of those things where they're like, we just need to draw people's attention to this yeah. practice. Yeah. It didn't seem like industry. it didn't seem like they were referring to many other like mainstream media reports on this. So I think, I think, well, yeah, cause they're they, fucking commercial. These motherfuckers right. are advertising on. Right. Them. So I think people need to like really kind of push for some sort of reform. Uh, like, I think the main thing they need is because the insurance company has been like doing this for years and because they have so much money to pay lawyers, all 50 states have these laws where people aren't allowed to sue them if they're accused of fraud wrongly. So if your life is ruined because you made an insurance claim, there's no way to like sue for damage to sue for damages at all. Um, the one thing that is interesting about that BuzzFeed article is that uh, when you get to the end, it actually tells you which Harry Potter character each insurance <laughs> provider is, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I was I was surprised by, you know, they're all Slytherin. It yeah. turns out. Um, I'm Hufflepuff. I'm a Hufflepuff too. That's Farmers really sad. Was Hufflepuff. I fear it's gonna happen to me. But uh, yeah, no, it can happen to I, literally any of us. That sucks so bad. Yeah. I don't get Especially, it. Especially, well, you ha- you do a bit in the office where you keep saying you are got an injury at work. Right. And that's that could not a happen. bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have some investigators who may want to talk to you. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. I don't know if I even want to do this next story. It really fucks me up. Uh <laughs> But guys, we're apparently not allowed to put Q-tips in our ears anymore. We've known that forever. I know. So I've been hearing right. that. Like but it, that's it's the been one a thing. small background like chatter that's, because you can't hear it due to all the wax right. build up from using a Q-tip <laughs> right. as you impact it more in your well, ear. Well, that's yeah. the thing. It's like that's like the thing that came out that we were like, mm, no. Yeah. Like it's the thing yeah. we're like, okay, doctors. Right. I remember, wasn't flossing the other one where it's like, you know, it's fine, and people were like, well, we're still doing it. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, there was oh, a whole thing about flossing. flossing, like, uh, like wasn't you know, abs- I mean, it, it was beneficial, but not in the way that like the the dental industry was telling us. So this there's a Gizmodo article called "Is Cleaning Your Ears with Cotton Swabs Really That Dangerous?" I'm gonna be honest with you, I fully clicked on that because I expected the answer to be like, "Nah, 
the way the headline's written, right? You're expecting it to be like, no, it's actually fine. It's not as bad. Uh, and they're nope. like, it is. There's a real life horror tale uh, that they start things off, kick things off with because a woman, uh, her skull got infected from what? basically uh, using a Q-tip improperly. You're just, they're just like, you should never ever stick anything in your into ear. your head. Yeah, your ears are incredibly delicate, like compared to your other bodily orifices, and you just like aren't supposed to be putting anything in there. Uh, also, don't fuck with ear candling. Uh, apparently, that's not good. Uh, but they, wait, why is it not good? I think just generally, it's like it can puncture your eardrum. What, what like does just ear putting candling stuff in, do? It's like you put a candle in in your ear, and the like lit end basically like pulls, like creates like a suction. I think yeah, it draws earwax out. Draws of the earwax ear. out. You see it? I saw it the first time, like in like India or something. That's crazy. I've never even, I don't even know anything about that. Uh, I one time had, I thought I was going deaf in college, but it was just a wax buildup in one of my ears. Had you been uh, Q-tipping it? Q-tipping? I mean, probably I'm a, I'm a normal person. Yeah. Um, I'm a human being. You don't use pens? No. So it had um, been impacted in there. I don't know, but it, it was really weird and they had to use one of those like a, like those water guns in my ear. Right, right. Like, oh, really? Well, first they had me put... Um, Mineral oil or something? No, like the E, the vitamin... Is it vitamin E, the fish oil? I don't know. Those like fish oil tablets, they prescribed this to me. They were like, pop them open and then pour those in your ear. Oh, right, really? Because right, yeah. it'll soften it up. Yeah, and oh. then it created up, it turned into my, a like goo. the wax into a giant wax ball. Ooh. And then they, they like I came oh. back a week later and they like power shot my ear with like a water gun. Yeah, pressure washer. Pressure so that's washer. something you can do at home, guys. Just yeah. fire a pressure I washer in your ear. It was pretty intense. Fire if you have a gas powered. It, <laughs> it came out and the wax ball was so big. Really? It Did was you like save it? Just, well, okay. It's in a glass case in Thank my home you. on a mantle. Uh, <laughs> for history. But it was... It was insane. I was like, how is that in my ear? And my doctor was like, next. So I didn't really get an answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, as I was reading it, I was like, damn, is this true? And then a lot of people are like, yeah, like if you, if some people, like they say, just simply the water rushing from a shower will help it take it out. And also the way the, your skin grows in your ear can like actually just uh, bring the wax out naturally. Right. Yeah, they so, say like the movement of your jaw from like talking and chewing, like gen- like gently, like kind of works the wax out of your. You're grinding your teeth while you sleep. Does that help? Um, I don't know. I you know I actually still use Q-tips and. Um, no, I do too. I'll and, like, die with a Q-tip I don't, in my Yeah, ear. I don't think I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling. But the even one despite thing. this, right. tattoo Jack skull infection. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's one skull infection. Uh, and hours of pleasure. So, what is it pleasurable fuck? for you to? Uh, yeah, it's really pleasurable. Mine's strictly yeah, business. Strictly business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting no pleasure. You fucking no music on, no nothing. You do it in the dark. You're like, no, nah, I'm in. I'm fucking out. But yeah, I was. That was. It was weird to like read from numerous like health things where it's like, yeah, I mean, y- you could, but if you really, if, if they're saying if your wax buildup is like pretty significant, then yeah, going to a doctor is probably the best option to like yeah. protect, protect yourself. But yeah, it's just like I don't go to the doctor for a lot of stuff. Yeah, like, that, I know that this seems like number that, one. Uh, well, that, that arm wound is, is starting gross. to stink, dude. <laughs> yeah, um, the, if you guys could see it. Uh, in Japan, though, like the <laughs> arm is starting to stink. <laughs> it's like really bad. It's getting pretty cheesy, dude. Um, the like in Japan, you use like a bamboo pick. Oh, so really? like yeah, yeah, like where it looks like a fucking like coke spoon, basically, oh. and like that's how you that's uh, how you take your your earwax. That's out. safer than a Q-tip? no. That's oh, like right. I feel like that. Like if don't you fuck put up, anything in like your ear, you could fucking yeah. fully fuck your ear. And I remember my mom when I was a kid. Whenever she would try and clean my ear with that, I was like, nah, like I didn't right. like it because it was so, I could hear it just like fucking mm. scraping in my ear. And then she's like, American people have different earwax than Asian people. She's like, you have your dad's earwax. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. Well, there it's are different types of earwax, yeah, like, but I don't think it's racial. <laughs> I think yeah, it's well, look, just, you know, it's old timey racism. Right. We, should, about earwax. we should do a segment called mom myths. Yeah. Right. Like things your mom told uh, you. Old like, wives fuck. tales. Yeah. Uh, and dads too, like yeah. weird yeah. stuff. But yeah, wet versus dry. Earwax doesn't matter. You're not supposed to clean it out, and I will continue to do so and probably go deaf. What is something you think is underrated? I'm going to stay with cars, and I'm going to go with uh, automated car washes. 
automated car washes are am- shit Craig. are amazing. I was just trying to also do that this weekend. Really? Yeah. We're on the same wavelength. Wait, then. so describe the automated kind of car wash you're talking about. Well, mine personally in my neighborhood, it's like thirteen bucks for a for a super wax car wash. Mm-hmm. You know? Super you put, wax. You put it in neutral, you line up to that thing. There's there's a little bit of theater and anticipation oh, yeah. leading up to it. You know, you gotta push in your mirrors, you know, lower oh, your antenna, right, right. Mm-hmm. you know? And then you just get whacked by those Yeah. Plastic things and there's bubbles. It's like a sensory overload. Yeah, and it takes me back to when I was a kid and going through car washes. So it's one that you reason. get to sit inside the car, yes. as opposed to have to leave the car. And exactly. That's auto. Yeah, yeah. just like yeah, yeah, and then you're out. Well, there's places in LA where you have to wash your own car. Like, what's what's the point? Right, for yeah. like three bucks, you get six minutes. <laughs> right, yeah, the coin operated ones. Yeah, like I understand, like paying a guy to do it, that's fine. Right, you know, I'm willing to do that, but I love to sit in the car and watch the show. It is a good experience. Up. What do you yeah. listen to? Uh, just uh, you know, psychedelic rock. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> moody blues, or yeah. you know, get your sitar out and play along in the exactly. car. Right. Like, that guy's yeah, a little, little Ravi yeah. Shankar. Yeah. Right, right. You know? <laughs> it's yeah. I was looking. My car was fil- it still is filthy. If <laughs> I just hosed it off instead of getting a car wash, because I don't believe in car washes. Anyway, I was looking for one, and the few that I looked at the reviews, they scared me away because you're like. The buffing thing ripped off my windshield wipers and they acted like nothing happened or like, I don't know what happened to my door. And it, <laughs> I was like, wait, the door was missing? Somehow, no, well, like <laughs> something happened where like there was clearly scra- scrapes along the oh, thing where maybe it. the the spinning scrubber thing may have damaged the like the paint. But that's when also like I had to do that thing of like how much of this is an actual Yelp review right. and how much is this someone projecting their own anger onto the automated car wash. Right. Long story short, their car was probably I so didn't. dirty they couldn't see the scratches before. Right. Before and then they're like, what they the cleaned hell? it. They were like, what'd you do to my car, man? <laughs> they're like, my car is white. Yeah. <laughs> Changed the whole paint of my car, man. Went from cream to white. <laughs> and I'm sure AAA says, don't right. wash your car yeah, right. in an automated car. Because you never wash. know. You can't trust it. Right. Ugh. But I like it. Yeah. I just, yeah, I only went, I remember as a kid, I very vivid me- of like begging to go through a drive through car wash. Did it maybe once. I hear it's safer to go through backwards, actually. (laughs) Baller move. So Weight Watchers is still a thing. uh, And uh, although they have rebranded themselves WW. Oh, great. Yeah. Because that's not confusing to anyone. Right. Double dubs. Yeah, dub dubs. -dubs. Uh, But they last week launched a new app called Kerbo. K-U-R-B-O, like Turbo with a K. Oh, dude, I don't even know why that's so funny to me. That's the worst fucking name. That's <laughs> Kerbo. Like, that's like your nickname for a dude named Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, Kerbo. What's up, Kerbo? <laughs> yeah. Kerbo, the Puckmeister. <laughs> it is a weight loss app for children uh, as young as eight years old. Uh, I'm sorry, to be used by children? Yes, to be used by children, so... for children. Uh, just everything about this is depressing. So it starts out like at the very inception as kind of having the gloss of science because it was a app that was developed by Stanford University's Pediatric Obesity Program, which sounds scientific and professional. Uh, and there is a obesity problem in America and presumably in America's children. But from there, it just gets really weird with like, some of it involves like they ask why you're doing this and like your goals can be to lose weight, to please my parents. And the website features before and after photos of once chubby kids who are now thin. And that's in quotes. Uh, the oh, page also includes off. the fine print results are not typical. <laughs> and yeah, it just all kind of points to the idea that thinness is the ideal standard. Yeah. That it's designed to promote not like health. But, like, because you weigh in by, like, tracking your measurement and, like, setting goals, there are things where it's, like, it groups foods into red groups, yellow groups, and green, and is, like, try to eat more green, less red. Uh, And, you know, that could be a useful thing to, like, get promote kids eating healthily. Right. Uh, But it's it just has all these other 
places where it sort of gamifies like weight loss. Right. And visualizing it's like you're this, but you want to be this, which is why you need Kerbo. Right. And as if, you know, kids aren't already getting like bombarded even more with like unrealistic ideas of how your life or body right. should look. It's right. like, yeah, hi, hi, hi. We want to fucking main you. Do you want to mainline some body dysmorphic disorder into your fucking veins yeah. at eight years old? Yeah, so the National Eating Disorder Association said that this poses some grave risks because it is like giving children advice with no in-person monitoring by medical professionals. So to kind of illustrate how this could go wrong, a uh, dietitian went in and basically made a profile that was somebody with an eating disorder. Uh, one, oh, like a fake kid. Or yeah, something. so created a fake profile for a 14-year-old with a weight that would be low for her height. Uh, her diet consisted only of mustard, celery, and water, <laughs> and she recorded hours of treadmill exercise. The app then told her how well she was doing. Oh, wow. Uh, which, yeah. So even when you put, like, what'd you eat today? Mustard, celery, and water. They're like, great. Good job. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. You're still you- fucked up looking. Yeah. And you're clearly in Los Angeles. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you're only eating mustard and celery. Yeah, is that a real diet? I think a it, mustard and celery diet. I think it's one of those things that probably like eating disorder, like because well, it's all water right. and just a little bit it's of just flavor a way to your... trick yourself into like your body into thinking you're feeding it sustenance and does, while not feeding it sustenance. Is weight, but Weight Watchers take is sort of like, hey kids, you want to get your own health into your, like bring the control back into your hands with this app, right? And I'm sure there are instances in which it is useful, but it is like they're just putting it out there. It's not a thing where you're getting medical attention on a person-to-person basis to judge if this is going to be useful in that instance. Like right. if if you're being monitored, if you're using it in association with like a doctor kind of mo- like working with you and your family, maybe that would work. But because it's being like, you know, treated like a an app that they're trying to like make a profit off of it just is going to go wrong no matter what right so like a more cynical thing is like that this is the last dying gasp of weight watchers to try and like insert themselves and being like this is how you'll get control of your weight versus like the internet where you can find every fucking diet under the sun that people are into now right and doesn't you don't have to pay like a membership for that information yeah, and just last year, Weight Watchers uh, sparked a similar controversy when they announced a new program to provide free membership for teens between 13 and 17, which is using the the first one's free drug dealer thing that, you know, <laughs> drug dealers supposedly use against kids in high school. Right. I yeah, just like that they're saying, it's, it's we're all about healthy habits, not a diet. <laughs> right. The idea of before and after photos for kids is really depressing, it's too, because disturbing. you're a kid, you're growing. There's nothing but after photos. Yeah, like this one, oh. there's two of like this one kid. It looks like the difference between when you're eight and ten. Right. It's like, yeah, you might look a little bit different when you start entering puberty. Right. Yeah. It, but this is him. Hey. Pretty fucked up. Happiness after three months of Kerbo. Yeah. And clearly we've run out of app names. There are no longer any good app names <laughs> yeah. left. Kerbo. Yeah, the kids are going to love that. Yeah. Only far, like, only pharmaceutical names are worse. Sounds yeah. like a video game in a like 80s movie where <laughs> right. they're like just f- figuring out what video games are. Spitz, you can't like, beat my high score on Kerbo. Right. <laughs> Check this out. Oh, that's only, the movie where that kid gets zapped into Kerbo, right? Right. He needs right. to live yeah, in exactly. that world. And yes. He has to fight his way out of Kerbia. <laughs> uh, what's something that's overrated? Um, this is going to uh, spark controversy, but I it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of plastic straws. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I get rid of all plastic then. Don't take my straws away. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just, just I will bring my own glass in if I can keep the straw. There right. you go. Wow. I will literally recycle. I will recycle everything but my plastic. There you go. Uh, I mean, here, you I, don't have to whisper. I'm on your same team. I personally, that turtle really fucked up the PR. <laughs> it was one motherfucking oh, turtle, and now we got to act yeah. like every turtle out here swimming and getting the strongest nose. It's some bullshit. Also, like if you open any Apple product, you have to cut through 97 boxes exactly. to get in plastic, and then you talk to Steve Breach. Jobs himself to get through the phone. Thank so, like, you. why can't we get rid of all of this single? It's not 
even single-use plastic when you're talking about packaging. It's just shit to make your shit look nice, but I can't have a straw in my wow, mouth. Wow. Thank you. I'm with you, Wow. Like, what is this? Big plastic energy in the building. <laughs> That's just big paper. Trying to make, like, trying yeah. to suck on well, a it's, soggy you straw. Know, it's the same shit where, you know, it's uh, unfortunately, it's one of those uh, problems that Rather, at the industrial level, they're passing that problem down to the consumer and being like, you know, it's actually your fault. It's like, no, 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 yeah. no, sir, sir, And sir. then the attitude you get when you ask for a straw, you're looking for a straw, and the people behind the counter, and I'm like, okay, listen, it's a bigger problem. I will, I will not use anything, but like, you know, and then they look at you like you're a... F- can I swear? Yeah. yeah. Fucking douche from all hell. Because Nancy behind Hold the counter is like, say that. straws. <laughs> fucking douche from all hell. I don't, I don't think know anyone's why. ever said that on the show. I just had too much cold brew. Anna <laughs> gave me more. And now yeah, I'm screaming. Starts. I'm screaming fucking douche yeah. from all hell. I mean, I don't even, I've never said that before in my life. It's a tough, it's a tough thing. Because, you know, on one hand, I agree that obviously when you look at like the gyre in the Pacific Ocean yes. and things like that, you're like, God damn it. But then I'm like, okay, fine. I will I will bring my own bags to the store. Like, I'm cutting down on my shit that way. Right. But the fuck... Y'all have not figured out this paper straw. You really haven't. It has not... It or the metal where I'm like, am I at the dentist? Can I just... Can I please have a straw? Yeah. It yeah. just... It hits my teeth and I go, oh, God. It's like nails on chalkboard. The paper dissolves into your mouth. Then you choke and you almost die. And then the ones without the straw, I'm like, who's going to pay my dry cleaning bill? Because I dump it all over me. <laughs> These are, this is a real problem. first world problem. I think we just need better, like, yeah. you know, like, I, I could see you, Aaron, having, like, your own straw. Like, one that you yeah. use all the time. Would you do that if it wasn't, you know, metal? And or you like the I, disposable? If I have to, I can reuse my straw. You just know, like, figure it out. Remember how, like, back in the 90s, every promotional item was a water bottle? Yes, with a right. fucking yes. thick ass straw in yes. it, like that straw from that yeah. water bottle. Could yeah. you rock that infinitely? Maybe completely. Okay, so we'll find we'll find a middle ground. You know, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't truly... want to. I, I wanted to say no, yeah. but exactly. he was so positive. No, no, it's fine. And he's such it's a nice fine. guy. The only reason I'm gonna say no is because I know there's somebody behind this straw shit, and it ain't the goddamn environment. Because America ain't <laughs> never been this thoughtful about shit. Okay, right. it's the reason why literally plastic is everywhere, but except for straws, like who is big paper? Who's behind this? Who's making the coin off this limp ass straw i'm tired of sucking limp straw wow <laughs> preach we, we are now From really good high. friends lisa you <laughs> yo aaron i like you as soon as you said the bracelet thing i said oh yes a scammer yeah i love my love me a scammer well you know one person might say scammer another person might say someone with infinite generosity yeah you know right. what i mean i Passing... have a huge heart that yes. likes plastic straws yeah, exactly and you want your friends to join in on the phone with you i'm just yeah. saying turtles live for a long time and we need to bring that turtle back out I want to see that turtle and how yeah. it's recovering. I yeah. mean, I see more agents with straws in their nose at parties than I do turtles Hello. out there. So I'm more worried about that. Hey, here I've we go. I've seen so many coked up turtles. Yeah. I can't even now, tell Now, I you. will say most people who are doing cocaine do do it environmentally soundly with either a, a classy cocaine uh, spoon mm-hmm. or, or their keys. Or your so. podcast movement lanyard uh, in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> you just Call said back classy joke. cocaine spoon. Oh um, yeah, Anna Hosni Yayo. For the record, that was a joke for y'all. It who, is a joke. To, who take everything people say on this microphone for real. Anna's so healthy. Anna is actually straight edge, which y'all don't know. She has the X's tattooed on her hands and we photoshopped that out in every photo. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of questioning the seafood, Food TV's got a new show that sounds... Like it is a parody of itself, but apparently it's real. Yeah. I mean, cooking shows have always like they've had this evolution, right? From like dry tutorials of like, this is how you make this thing. And then we started getting into like the more highbrow competitions, like your top chefs and your Hell's Kitchens and Master Chefs. And then you get these like half hybrid comedies. It's social justice commentary at this point, like with uh, Ugly Delicious. Have Uh you seen that? Yeah, Yeah. It's just like, it's more like, this is the history of the hot dog and how people were oppressed as they were in the, the, the labor camps. And I'm just right. like, oh shit, okay. And yeah. like, yeah, and now we're getting more of like the jokey stuff. So now there is a new show on Quibi. Again, I don't know what the, they, I feel like everything's about to be on Quibi for whatever reason. Quibi. Uh, yeah. In 2020, but it's almost like half Japanese game show, half legit cooking show. So it's hosted by Titus Burgess. And each episode, quote, starts with the cannon blasting of a mystery food dish into the faces of two blindfolded chefs. They'll use their culinary prowess to identify the exploded dish and then race against the clock to recreate it. Whichever chef comes closest to the original dish wins a cash prize. Now, 
let's say it's hot soup. Perfect. Are they just going to be like, ah! Yeah, that would be like hilarious. first five minutes is yeah. just them screaming or and a, having their wounds tended to. It's like to. a paella, so there's a bunch of shellfish and like <laughs> right. shells like cutting yeah. your face up. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's sort of, you know, that's what's kind of becoming funny because Nailed It helps sort of democratize things a bit. Or it's like, see, man, let's, like nobody yeah. can get this shit done. But now sort of saying like, oh, you're so good. How good are you? Are you so good we can explode a meal on your face? Well, why are we why are we doing this to chefs? <laughs> like why do we hate chefs? Right. Because so much. Right. So as Americans, we do not like experts. We do not like expertise. Right. So we've I, seen these people be better than us and be un like we can't that they're unrelatable. So now we have to bring them down and humiliate, humiliate them <laughs> on national TV. They do it to comedians, they can they do, do it to chefs. Yeah, it's, right. it's really, really I just like those uh, I like the when when the guy has like on a chopped or whatever, when the guy has nothing to play for really that's not that deep. Right, right. Oh, my dad died of cancer. He's right. Like, oh, man, you know, just shit. Just kind of, <laughs> I'm just trying to take a few weeks off, you know what I'm saying? Right, go to, right, go right. to the valley, like, you know, trick off, go to Never Vegas. Never been out here. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm playing for today. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> the producers, I always find people with heavy fucking stories yeah. on Chopped. Which right. is like, almost like, I get it, producers, thank you. But, like, sometimes I've turned off an episode because I'm like, that was so heavy. Like, someone, like, recently lost a parent. And yeah. they're like, I'm here despite what yeah. happened. Like, oh, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. You could tell when they were like, Can we need to punch this up a little right, bit right. more because then they'll just dramatize something very basic. Can right. we get Getting the, fired. Can we get the sh- the filming to be during the funeral so that they're really <laughs> right. conflicted about it? Um, yeah. Then they, then they cut that person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're like, I'm sorry, like, yeah. Your sorry, dream ends really here. Work out. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I'm here to just honor my father's memory. <laughs> And they're like, well, unfortunately, this dish did not honor his memory. So Quibi, by the way, for people who weren't listening to that episode when we covered it, is like, isn't that the like 10 minute TV shows or something that right. Steven Spielberg, like it just has all this funding. And it's Everybody. Like yeah. I mean, mobile. Look. It's going to be a mobile app where you watch TV shows that are made specifically to be 10, 15 minutes long. And they've got a lot of good talents. They so. got punked coming back. They got really? a show where they fire hot soup in chefs' faces. Uh, yeah, it sounds perfect for like commuter entertainment. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I'm still skeptical. What's your, what's your qualms? I don't know. They're basically creating a new genre of entertainment. Like I've never seen somebody put the cart this far before the horse, where they're just like they're signing all the talent on, and then just being like, and and it'll be tight. It'll be tight, even well, though. There was there was one case, a little company called CISO. <laughs> right. That, that That's I, what I'm that saying, I was man. a part of. People <laughs> have been trying to do this sure. for a long time and signing really great talent, and it just feels like the ability to you know create art form that is like 10 minutes long and like just really short bite-sized stuff. I don't I just it's a lot of people have tried it. But. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between selling good and selling different. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, this is a different idea. You yeah. Don't, you don't know if it's going to fail. Right. 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 Like, all right. Because well, it's so different. <laughs> it's never been done. But this is also always the feedback you get from executives when you're first starting, like, podcasts. They were like, got to make it quick, man. People don't have long attention spans. Two minutes, man. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, some of the best podcasts are, like, hours long. Yeah. And it's yep. like, people, that actually isn't true. People don't want to have to keep choosing what their next podcast is. They want you to like you know spend some time with them um yeah i mean you can't beat a good story ever right you know what i mean and if it's if it, people don't want a long podcast from people who don't know what they're doing right but if you if you got a good story you know how to tell it you know people will tune in people will still get locked in right yeah and youtube videos like they like it's a hack now to make them longer because people yeah, spend longer watch to watch times, it yeah. yeah so i mean again like it doesn't work if you're not good at it, but the videos are now trending higher and higher uh, in terms of runtime. Uh, so I just feel like there's always this idea that like we gotta you know dumb it down, shorten it, make it really quick, and it hasn't really worked out that way. Do we know if Quibi's uh, behind a paywall or it's ad sponsored? I think it must be ad sponsored. Yeah, because that would be the death knell where it's like, okay, hold on, you want me to pay? Shell so out people money are gonna pay thirty dollars so to a month to right. watch ten minute videos. I'm, no, right. There's just too much good entertainment. It's uh, way too much, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was way too much entertainment. I don't know if it was way too much. Good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. There's just too much to choose from. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Well, let's talk about somebody else who saw a see-through jar of money. Uh, an ex, I guess, head of vice president of production for one of Robert De Niro's companies, uh, this woman named Chase Robinson, being sued for fucking $6 million uh, because she was, quote, spending astronomical amounts of time watching Netflix and other various forms of time wasting. And I'm just going to read you this, this snippet from Variety because it's, it just tells you everything you oh, need to know about this beautiful. wonderful employee. The company says she rarely came into the office and alleges she spent, quote, astronomical amounts of time watching Netflix during work hours. The company alleges that during a four-day period in January, she watched 55 episodes of Friends. <laughs> On one of those days, she ordered lunch from Caviar, San Francisco, and had dinner at Paola's restaurant, charging both meals on the company card. Over another four-day period in March, she allegedly watched 20 episodes of Arrested Development and 10 episodes of Schitt's Creek. I mean, so far, look, I'm, it sounds like she's taking care of herself. Honestly, she likes to laugh. This is a reboot culture, and I was only watching 55 Hours of Friends because I'm trying to make friends with Robert De Niro. Oh, right, right. Robert De Niro's friends. This is what I'm thinking, Robert. You are Chandler Bing. Yeah. How do you feel about How that? How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot going on with, apparently she was constantly, there was a lot of rumors about her that she was like involved in corporate sabotage is a word they use in this Variety article. I don't know exactly what that <laughs> means, but corporate. when you go on, this is what they say. Uh, according to the company, they say, watching shows on Netflix was not in any way part of or related to the duties and responsibilities of her employment. Um, on information and belief was done for her personal entertainment, amusement, and pleasure at times when she was being paid to work, is what the suit alleges. And it also alleges that Robinson made $12,696 like $12, in unauthorized charges at Paola's over a two-year period, in addition to $8,900 at Dean and DeLuca and Whole Foods, and $32,000 for Uber rides and taxis. $32,000 for Uber rides and taxis. My good sis was going on road trips. I mean. <laughs> she said, y'all trying to go to Vegas? It sounds She's like she's losing in the Fitbit pool. Right. I'll tell you Ooh, that yeah. much. Unless she also had a scam like she put it in the dryer and just let it like rotate oh, and you know, like, get in those steps like that. Wait, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Why Why wasn't she fired on week one? How is it, this? If you're, if you're a work, if you're. If you're at a job, yeah. right, and I'm always going to cheer for the mm -hmm. worker to to extort as much money off corporate Absolutely. America as possible. Her salary was three hundred thousand dollars, FYI. That's what her salary was. Three hundred thousand. So I don't understand. There's where is the oversight? If someone comes in and you're watching, they documented all the Netflix, but she wasn't fired. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, that's on them. She started as an assistant to De Niro in 2008, and then was promoted to vice president of product of production and finance. But that's probably more on the production side. I have a feeling, right, if you – look, I know people who have fucked around and embezzled money at companies. They don't catch on until, like, they start realizing there's abnormalities because there's typically yeah. – they're like, oh, that person's on the level. Yeah. And then when you start being like, hold on, man, money's going weird places. And then you start analyzing shit, that's when people start putting it together. You have a little bit of a window to fuck around. I find this so ridiculous. <laughs> like, I, this is I, so – like, productivity and finance, she's the most unproductive person – and she's spending the spending most all the money. But where is the oh? Who's in charge? That's I don't like know, she's yeah. doing the anti job. Like if someone hired you to be a security guard, but instead you just stole everything. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Exactly. Like we hired you to protect our merch, and you're stealing it. No, yeah. I'm but, redistributing it <laughs> to my home. Yeah. Uh, but what I love about this is that you say she started as an assistant because to me that says that she's probably a real scammer who learned the ins and outs. Like when you start on a lower level, you start noticing where the holes are. Yeah. Like much easier. So you're like, oh, Robert, don't even be looking at these files. Right, I'll exactly. be looking at these files every week. Exactly. Like, or she's also, and the person that does, I know she's getting fucked up on her job anyway. So if she yeah. says something, I'm tell Robert that she's fucked up on Xanax all day. But how do you, <laughs> the documentation, the specificity uh -huh. of 69 episodes of, like someone had to document that. Yeah. So you can't just pull that out of your Where do you ass. you get that information? How do you, Maybe so, she had a company computer? Does Netflix, I guess, but. 
That's I'm, I'm interesting. Like where you get those analytics? Because can you, can you check your Netflix? She was on De Niro's login, and she must have been on someone's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a true scammer. But like, I'm curious how you even get those that information. It's kind of like the greatest employee story. That's of what all I mean. Time. I don't know. If, I don't know if we and should be... like the and and like I, I don't know. For, I always think the greatest way to end a job was that flight attendant at JetBlue. Yeah, when he pulled the. Th- thing went out the emergency slide with a six pack yep. to me that's the greatest working man story that's of all the, time yeah, the mic drop this yeah. one is second place this is pretty good the yeah. other part what about the resignation so, i mean it's illegal she put resigns. the icing on the cake so she is allowed to resign for some reason like they <laughs> they don't they're not even like firing her i feel like if you're stealing like this it's gotta be like the security cards come get you and put your shit in the box yeah. she but had de niro she, wrapped around her finger she must have because she got to send in a resignation letter where she disregarded all of these charges as false and inflammatory ridiculous as she said, as she said. and then she writes herself a letter of recommendation no which she gives to robert de niro to de- to sign <laughs> um no he declines However, she's been working as his assistant for years, so she probably just still wrote that letter. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I she know was, your signature. She was Watch like, this. Robert, I was giving you a chance to do the right thing. <laughs> but you know what? But since you're not going to, give me my quill. I got but, this. My Bobby quill. <laughs> I love that she writes it with a quill. It's just, I, all right, another, obviously this is bad behavior. However, what again, I'm just amazed at her confidence. Yeah. Like the audacity. Her just. Going through life like, oh, I can do whatever right. I want. I mean, it's probably one of those things, too, within the company, people were just taking advantage. Like, yeah. I mean, there I've seen instances of people at like an actor's production company when they start their own little boutique production mm-hmm. company. And there's a lot of fucking around sometimes, especially if like their friends are involved and yeah. things like that. So I wonder <laughs> if the just the culture in there was like, dude, none of these people care. Robert doesn't know. Like they're pulling in a billion dollars a year, like through all his business ventures. Like what's yeah. fucking 32K and in Ubers? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's working. So he's probably not there like overlooking everybody's shoulder. Like, yeah. what are we working on today? Yeah. He's too busy company. hanging out with anti-vaxxers right, right now. All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.